0: This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB.
1: Today means more to me.
0: Like, it means a lot to me today more than anything. Just because I've never been a part of something like this. And, you know, I'm I'm more proud to be Filipino than ever. And also, like, as I've gotten older, like anyone else, it's, uh, you know, you try to appreciate
2: things more. But uh, as far as the Filipino community here, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's awesome. It's amazing what they do, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be able to share tonight with them.
3: That was uh, Tim Stapleton there uh, in conversation with Kelly Moore. You hear more of that during the pregame show when things get going at 5 o'clock here on 680 CJOB. Uh, Tim Howitzer Stapleton. He's a beauty. Oh, total beauty. Uh, also, the best, one of the all-time great Chicago accents out there. If yeah. you want it, like, sometimes it's hard to define a Chicago accent. If you want to hear, like, the best, just listen to Tim Stapleton.
0: Not only that, he has got phenomenal stories about Claude Noel as his head coach and then <laughs> some of his time in the KHL. Just a really good all round guy. Good to have him back in the town. Proud alumnus and mm. uh, really on Filipino Heritage Night.
3: Going to be great. Yeah, yeah, of course, half Filipino there. Uh, Jets one point. He came over. Was a was a big part of that team. He played the power player. I remember that. But, you know, just he was, you know what, a real fun guy and a real great part of the club. Of course, Filipino Heritage Night, uh, the Jets and Stars. And um, what a great day to have Filipino Heritage Night down at Canada Life Center. It being the the biggest game so far on the calendar. This is a big one against the Dallas Stars. uh, Battle for first place in the Central Division. A pre-game show again gets going at 5 o'clock, uh, puck drop at 7. Gary Bettman, Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly, they're in town. They're going to be holding a pre-game media availability at the Matt, Matt Frost Media Center uh, today. Uh, we can talk about that as well. You can text the show 204-780-6868. Uh, but to talk all about Filipino Heritage Night, Ron Cantiveros, he is the author of uh, at the Filipino Journal. And, uh, Ron, thanks so much for popping on the show. Really appreciate it. You're more than welcome. Happy to join you guys. No,
0: and also on his resume is all-around good guy.
2: That's what I hear. Jim. We
3: haven't had the pleasure yet, Ron, but I, this is what I've been hearing. I don't want to you know, put words in anyone's mouth. But uh,
2: well, Whatever Jim told you, it's all true. <laughs> there you go. That's See, the first time and I, and I held half
3: of it back, Ron, so it's all good. That's the first time anyone's ever said that to me. Usually they say, Jim says something. Believe me, it's, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying.
0: All right, uh, easy.
3: <laughs> uh, Ron, I hear the gear is just absolutely flying off the shelves. I mean, how excited is the community about this?
2: Oh, we are absolutely excited. When I think people were just waiting when they announced this back in July and to see the logo, the, the design of the new jer- the war jerseys, uh, fantastic. Uh, I've been told that uh, not a lot of apparel is left at the jet stores. So, um, I mean, it's a good problem to have, but uh, we, we need more, uh, logo t-shirts and hoodies.
0: So, Ron, tell us all that's going into tonight. We know there's food and, and some logos and everything else, but it's much more than that as well. How did the concept first start, and then what all will be going on this evening at the game?
2: I think the biggest concept is really just uh, getting the Filipino community involved and uh, excited about hockey in general and grow the sport. Uh, secondary is, again, it's just this night is, is going to be fantastically filled with entertainment, with food. We've got a 22 member choir from the philippine canadian center that's going to be belting out the canadian and u.s national anthems we have uh, all of, uh puck drop honorees uh leaders in our community that's going to be taking stage center stage at the beginning of the jets game and a lot of other exciting plans uh planned for the rest of the game uh how much work you put into this ron how much work has gone into this as much as I need to, this is uh, more of a passionate uh, uh, play, play for me to see, you know, the uh, the Filipino uh, design, the logo come, you know, after you know, 12 years of covering the Jets, to see them in- involve the Filipino community has been absolutely outstanding.
0: And, you know, different cultures, but it all comes back to the Jets. And I've known you for years, Ron, but you and, and a lot of people in the Filipino community are, have been massive Jets and hockey fans for years. So this all ties in. And I would I would presume, as a great of an evening as it is for all of you at the game itself, it's also a proud moment.
2: Oh, for sure. Like, you know, when you have Tim Stapleton coming into town to watch the game, Jason Robertson, who just happens to be playing for Dallas. And, I, I mean, when it was announced, he wasn't under contract yet. But to have him here and him realize how big the Filipino community is here, I, I, I'm speechless, really. Tell us about this
0: jet dog. I'm all about this.
2: <laughs> oh, I just learned about it from the press release. I'm, I'm excited for it, too. I, I, I can't wait till the doors open. I can try my, uh, you know, get my hands on one, but uh, it looks fantastic.
0: A Filipino jet dog camp that sounds good. I, I heard Lauren McNabb the other day, like just uh, pantering hard to get a free one delivered to just get a <laughs> test. But she was like, I've never seen her like that before. She was like, if anybody wants me to try this, just drop it off. But it's going to be a great night. Uh, congratulations to, to not only you Ron, but the whole Filipino community and the organization for doing this. I, I think these her, uh, heritage nights are awesome.
2: Oh, so. they're fantastic. And I can't wait to see more of them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just
3: a, uh, it's just a, You know what it is? It's just a celebration for everybody. It's not – even if you're not Filipino, like, this is a part to get together and, you know, really enjoy something like this. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Ron, thanks so much. Appreciate it, okay? And enjoy the game tonight. I will.
0: Have a good day, guys. Yeah, uh-huh. you too, Ron. Enjoy the game. It's going to be a great night. All
3: right, Ron, Ron Cantiveros, uh, author at the Filipino Journal, uh, joining us really, really quickly there. Really uh, appreciate him See, taking and this the is, time.
0: This is probably a good thing, but I had no idea Stapleton was was part Filipino or Jason Robertson. I, like I didn't I, know about
3: Jason Robertson, but I, I definitely knew about uh, Tim Stapleton. Yeah,
0: yeah, I didn't know that even then. I That was my days of in the room and covering it and covering Tim himself and things like that. So uh, just a great uh, another initiative by the Jets tonight. And uh, I think there are a few tickets still available. Available. so uh, get out and enjoy it and, and should be an awesome night as well as the game is what we should talk about as well here
3: yeah absolutely of course this is a big one here jim uh the dallas stars in town uh going up against the the winnipeg jets a battle for first place here in the central division um the lineup it was a it was an optional morning skate today uh so not really a, a a really good look at who's going to be in the lines. But if we go by who was uh, where uh, yesterday at practice, Connor Scheifele, Appleton, Perfetti, Dubois, Wheeler, Menelainen, Lowry, Janssen, Fiolabi, Harkins, Gustafsson, Gagné, uh, then Morrison, and Dylan Schmidt, uh, Sandberg, and DeBellin and Hellebuck going to be um, uh, in net here. Uh, Scott Wedgwood is going to be stepping in uh, for Jake Ottinger, and Ottinger has been absolutely fantastic. I mean, I, I maybe I've been a little... Well, of course, I'm a total homer. I'm 100% biased. I mean, I think Connor Hellebuck is is the early frontrunner. We're just going to be handing trophies off to everybody 11 games <laughs> into the season here. But an early an early front runner, um, as the Vesna leader. But you know, Jake Ottinger, he's been absolutely fantastic for the Dallas Stars so far.
0: Yeah, he has been, and and he's been. You know, we saw him in the playoff, but people forget not only in the playoff last year for um, Dallas against Calgary and and how he forced that series to go seven and then took it to overtime. Um, but he he also took over the, the goaltending, you know, lead goaltender there last year, midway point of the season, just in January, I think, is when mm-hmm. he took over. Um, this year he's got a 952 save percentage and a 1.40 goals against average that's, in seven games. That's
3: money right there. And
0: he already has a shutout. I mean, a lot of people, including myself, are looking at Dallas and going, look, I think they're going to be good. They'll push for a playoff. I don't know what they're going to be, but a lot will depend on Ottinger. Well, this is why they're leading the division right now with one more game played than the Jets is Jake Ottinger.
3: You know who I'm really been impressed with too? But well,
0: Wedgwood has won all three games since he's come in as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Wedgwood, has been, he's been good. I mean, he has been putting up oddger numbers. But, I mean, it's not going to affect how the Winnipeg Jets approach this game. You know, like, it doesn't matter if it's going to be Audinger, it's going to be Wedgwood in net here. The, the Winnipeg Jets are going to be preparing the exact same way for this game. Jason Robertson's already got 18 points in 12 games. Are you surprised by that, considering there was, you know, the, the, you know, the holding pattern? He's waiting for a contract with the Dallas Stars. Usually, and I remember when Kyle Connor and, and Patrick Laine back when and they were waiting to get their contracts. I remember Kyle Connor that year had a little bit slower start. You missed training camp. That's understandable. Um, but uh yeah, no slowdown for Jason Robertson.
0: Yeah, I'm not I am surprised, Cam. I, and that being said, so am I I'm a massive Jason Robertson fan. I, I know how he performed the past two years. I thought he would be just as good as last year. I didn't think he'd be better just given the Dallas Stars missing some camp. He's been absolutely sensational. Um, he's already had a hat trick, I believe, in this season. He's had a four point night against the Edmonton Oilers. Um, he is a superstar at a very young age in the making. Here, only his third year in the National Hockey League, the contract holdout. Um, he's why he's the kind of guy you pay to watch, and and I know that's saying something because I think we still go to the Ovechkins and and those kinds of players, the Ovechkins and the the Connor McDavid's and everything else. I think he's getting in there. I think this year and going forward, mm-hmm. he'll be one of the guys that you pay to watch in the National Hockey League. So, well, it's a big challenge for the Jets. We all know how the game went there. And and although they had that really bad period and, and really were outplayed for most of the game. And my, my issue with the Dallas game that they lost 4-1 was they lost a lot of the puck battles along the boards. Yeah. Um, they had a lot of turnovers and, and everything like that. I think this team is amped up for this. I saw some of the, the the social media that the team put out after the game on Saturday against Chicago, and I think it was Josh Morey, it was Morrissey who was handing out the leather coat and said, let's go battle for first on Tuesday. The team's aware of this, that they could take over the division lead or at least tie for it, but mm-hmm. with the win, take it over. So I, I, I think this is a big game, and vice versa with Dallas. Dallas has been sensational this year out of the gate including losing their starting goaltender and still winning three games in a row, uh, they have been scoring. So I think this is a great test and a great battle tonight between these two teams.
3: Yeah, the Winnipeg Jets and Dallas are tied with Vegas right now for uh, goals against so far, only allowing 27 pucks uh, into the net so far. The, the Jets got a game in hand on, on Dallas and two in hand on, on Vegas. So you, you might have to give them the edge there. A lot of that credit going to to Connor Hellebuck. Uh, the Dallas Stars are uber confident right now. Did you see that clip of Jamie Ben and uh, and uh, Zach Hyman? Yes, yeah. Where he knocks the stick out of his hands. Where and they're, then- they're both sitting out, there's a scrum going on, and they're kind yeah. of just sitting there talking. And then Jamie Ben goes and knocks the stick out of Hyman's hands, and Hyman goes, Oh, come on, man. He goes to pick it up. All of a sudden, shoves ben, him. ben grabs him by the back of the head, shoves him down, and then they, and then they go. You know, that's the way that Jamie Ben has to play. Well, That's this- the way that Jamie Benn has to play to be to be an, an effective player. And he's He's been a real effective player for them. They're, you know, the talk and all that, contract and stuff like that. They don't – and I remember – and we're going to have Mike Heika on the show at 1245. I remember when we had him on earlier this year. And he said it doesn't need to be these guys' team or those people's team or, or, or any of that sort of situation here. They just need Jamie Benn to come in and be an impactful player. So far, 12, 11 points in 12 games here. And he's, you know, <laughs> you know, he, he's playing that way. And, and that's what they need from him. And, and, and Tyler Sagan, too, he's got 10 points, 3 goals, 12, 12 games. When
0: I watched that – Clip. It looked like a bully on a schoolyard, um but also I thought that's Jamie Ben. Like that's the competitor in Jamie Ben, yeah, and totally. that's why Jamie Ben has gone down to the third line in Dallas and not had an issue with it. Like Jamie Ben is 33 years old. He wants to win. I still think he's got a lot of good hockey left in him. I like the fact that he's in a reduced role because I think he'll thrive there a little bit more. Um, but he's got 11, he's got eleven points in twelve games now. Albeit the hat trick gave him the four goals; he had one prior to that. But look, I mean, that's the kind of competition and leader he is. He's still the captain of this team, mm-hmm. and and that's part of it when you go down. So, I mean, it's it's Jamie Ben and Adam Lowry going to be facing off a lot tonight on the third line. Uh, we're going to see the high-end skill of Robertson and Rupe Hintz and some of the other guys. Tyler Sagan, I believe, is on the second line there, so that's going to be a battle between Dubois and, and Wheeler and Perfetti line. These two teams match up well. Um, it's for the lead in the division. I know it's only 11 games in for the Jets and 12 for Dallas, but I'd be saying the same thing if Colorado was leading the division and they came in here um this is a great time with a game in hand to to get to a point this early in the season if you can get two points tonight
3: yeah don't get me wrong too i mean when i saw that clip i was like what a freaking jerk
0: well that's what i kind of went to but then i I remembered what a jerk i remembered he's just like and that's the like he's the point to that is is i think it was six two at the time and it was at the end of the game and he's he's just like i look i'm not done competing (laughs) there's a minute something left on the clock i'm not done competing
3: Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Thank you, Sarah. Welcome back to the show. Text the show anytime 204-780-6868. I think I... Uh,
0: Thank you, Sarah. T- she she texts the show too, you know.
3: Oh, I don't read those on air. There's too much extra. in I Yeah, those are I can't read uncalled those.
0: for from a colleague, wow. to be honest like with you. To
3: like To ex- get that sort of treatment from somebody you, you thought you could call a friend? But that being said, it's not the worst text we got. <laughs> especially me. <laughs> wow. Well. I got, I got one here from Ron. Uh, Ron says, Cam, it's how you play? Question mark, question mark. You're kidding. That's more important than winning. That's how I understood your last comment. Did you ever play? I think not. That's from Ron. Well, Ron, here was my point. And if you misunderstood, that's fine. Now, it's what I said was, was that this isn't a must win game tonight for the Winnipeg Jets. If they win, they lose this game. The entire season doesn't completely explode I'm saying this is a game that they need to go out there and not implode like they did in the second period of the second game of the season when they played against the Dallas Stars. That was my point when I said this game, not as much about winning it, but playing the game the right way as we move on. It's only This is the, the 12th game of the season. There's 70 more to come here, right? And so, it's, yeah, it's not a must-win game tonight, but this is a really important game. I'm not downplaying it. Thank you for the text message, Ron. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, and I get what you're saying, Ken, because this is what I've always been saying too. Like, the next, this is a big game. Like, they need to win it. And and I get Ron's point too. Like, if they don't play well and get a 2 1 win and Hellebuck saves their bacon or whatever, obviously that's two points. You'll take it, move on. Yeah. But I'm really about this at at game 11 mark. And I've said this several times already, so I'm not going to harp on it. But the next 12 to, you know, till they get to game 20 25 is where I, I'm with you. Like, I need to watch to see this team play. I need to see them solidify more of the good things they do and be, become more consistent of it going yeah. forward. But Ron has a point. Like, it's about the two points. If they get outshot 47-10 to 10 and win 2-1, I don't think anybody's going to be... Yeah. Well, no, there will be some people that are upset about that. Yeah. But I, I get what Ron's saying, but I, I'm also with you, Cam. I Like, to me... This team is trying to establish something that's sustainable going forward, and and it it begins tonight, just happens to be for the division lead against Dallas.
3: Yeah, and and I said this in my keys to the game earlier today. I mean, this this game presents an opportunity for the Winnipeg Jets to raise their game and take full grasp of the moment ahead of here because there's going to be a heck of a lot more of these games down the stretch if the Winnipeg Jets are going to turn this season into a success and I, I think it's an indicator. I think it's a game where you 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 put something out. You put a memo. You put a note out to the rest of the league and say, "Hey, listen, the Winnipeg Jets are not going to be an easy out." If you were one of those people that circled them on your on your calendar and said, "Okay, this is going to be a, an, an easier match if these are two points that we need to win," well, you got to think again. Uh, but but I but I w- will reiterate the point. This is not a must win game for the Winnipeg Jets. If they lose this game, or they're able, only able to pull a point out of it. I mean, yeah, you, you you you're upset about it. You want to win this game, but it, it, it's not over yet. I mean, it's about playing in. A, it's about if the Winnipeg Jets. I think it's more important to me, Jim. And these two po- points are going to be important. You want to you want to always get wins against your divisional opponent. But if they go out here and it's a it's a tight check in twenty eight shot game, each team back and forth, chances, 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 and the Winnipeg Jets end up losing in overtime four three. I'm not going to be disappointed about that because I'm going to see the Winnipeg Jets and say, listen, hey, they did good. They played the right way out there. Hey, they lost a point against a divisional opponent. Dallas is a really good team, though. I mean, they're they're sixth in the league right now in goals for their offense is humming. And at the same time, they're tied with the Winnipeg Jets and the Vegas Golden Knights for goals against. So this is a good team coming in here. And the Winnipeg Jets need to have put out a good effort. That's the that's that's. The most important thing here. Two points are big. That's important. You want to tuck, tuck them in your back pocket. But the season doesn't end if they lose this game. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, they'll still have 15 points. They'll still have a two-point you know, point cushion on Colorado, which I think will win the division this year, regardless of how they've started. You're right. It, the, the world's not ending, but... Um, it would be, look, if they could play 12 games, be tied with Dallas at 17 points with a game in hand and in the division lead, these are points that are going to come back to help you so much. So it, I mean, We could dissect it any way we want. Yeah. It's a big game tonight, this early Absolutely. in the season. Absolutely. For an early season game, for the 12th game of the season, this is going to be fascinating. The other stat about this is <laughs> you touched on it. Dallas has scored 46 goals this year in 12 games. They have a plus 19 differential.
3: The, and Jim, they have goaltending? And the Jets
0: are plus 6 differential. They've scored 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 33 like the only other team that's close to them in goal scoring is Colorado who in uh, one last game has scored 40 goals like Dallas has scored 46 goals this year
3: they have goaltending they can score and they're keeping the puck out of the net
0: Rick bonus might be going we scored 46 goals in half a season last year (laughs) like they just didn't score a lot they were good you know defensively goaltending all that kind of stuff so um this is a this is a high potent offense and I'm I'm intrigued by tonight's tonight's battle
3: absolutely yeah text the show 204-780-6868 robert says oh yeah it's going to be a real fast and tough game uh this texter says the right way uh i think it was based on my comment the same thing that i said there well i hope i explained that to you uh 204-780-6868 um Yeah. And this texture says playing the right way is the most important thing. Results take care of themselves in the long run when you focus on the process and not the result. That one uh, from uh, Mike.
0: Well, Uh, and to your point of the how they play, like there'll be part parts of this game where Dallas dominates them. There'll be parts of this game where Dallas might have a lead. There'll be parts of this game where Dallas will hem them in their own end. Those are the parts where you go, how do they get out of this? How yeah. do they come out of it? How do they play? Do they sustain their own game plan? Do they get that momentum back? All those kinds of yeah,
3: things. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend that games like, like in Vegas or in Los Angeles aren't going to happen over the course of the rest of the season. There's going to be games where Hellebach is going to have to steal it for them. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but I, I think those those games need to be far less, and the Winnipeg Jets need to move on from those sorts of efforts if they're going to have um, a lot more success. And they're certainly trending towards that direction. Uh, this text message says, Hey, fellas, not sure if it was mentioned, but those uh, reverse retro jerseys looked awesome. Hope to see them in the future. I think they're wearing them three more times, Jim. I think that's...
0: Yeah, and I heard another stat. I think, th- stat. Um, I think they can wear them up to eight times this year, and I think they've booked in five for sure. Yeah. Um, and I also um, was told—I forget who told me this at the game. Who who was sitting beside us at the game on on the other side?
3: Ah, uh, so I didn't know that person's name. Did you were you talking to somebody you didn't oh, even know? Oh right, no, no. Because it was sorry. an in-depth conversation. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, yeah I didn't, no, he didn't introduce me. No, because he he left. It was one of
0: the NHL officials, but he so, Sorry. <laughs> Man, if he's Sarah listening, Sarah Lesky? If he's, she was there too. Yeah, she was on there. Maybe it was Sarah, but yeah. somebody said that like um, it's only against teams that have one-game road trips. So like Chicago came into Winnipeg and then left, and that's why they got the whites. And Chicago re- wore their their red uh, jerseys. So it's weird how it's all planned out that it's a it's the five dates they have confirmed are against teams that are just coming here on the one-day road trip and going home. Which I don't know why that matters, but. Um, that was the other stat that when that person told me that, I was like, "That's bizarre." But yeah, it's five, mm. and and they can wear them up to eight. And I agree, they look great. Like I, it's the thing that when they come out too. I, I said this even about the Aviator Blues, and not a lot of people were fans of those.
3: I loved it automatically. But
0: like my friend Kyle Ball Harry works for them said in his experience of working in hockey for so many decades that it just it, it doesn't matter. Like until you see them on the ice. And he's right. Like, as soon as you see them on the ice, even the aviators, I thought, looked different than when I first saw them. And I thought the white ones with the logo, people love that logo, as you know. And, and I thought the whites mm. looked really good.
3: Yeah, uh, so did I. Oh, I love, that's my, see, that's the logo that I grew up with. That's with the logo I grew up with. Absolutely. So I love it. Uh, this texter says, need the win. No points for participation. And uh, Dom texts the show and he says, remember last year they lost all those points against Dallas and that made the difference in a playoff spot. So winning is important Is important against this team. Uh, thank you for all those text messages. 204-780-6868. Chats at noon on 68 cjob
2: uh, I mean, I was fortunate to come into a similar situation as last year. You know, similar line mates, very good line mates. So it was kind of easy to transition. I didn't have a lot of uh, catching up to do in that terms. And, uh, I mean, you know, playing for Pete right now, everyone's playing really well and really fast. And it's pretty, you know, it's easy to come into a team that's playing really well, right? It's not uh, it's not that big of a, you know, difficulty. And, uh, I mean, we're playing really well right now. That
3: was Jason Robertson. Forward for the Dallas Stars. He's at a great pace uh, right off the bat here. Uh, 12 goal, uh, <laughs> twelve games played, 8 goals, 10 assists, uh, nine, 18 points, and a plus 9. Uh, part of a, a, a big offensive threat that the Dallas Stars are heading into tonight's game. And uh, we bring on our our next guest here, uh, Mike Heika. He is the senior staff writer for DallasStars.com. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Thanks for coming back on the program. Hey, Mike. Yeah, no problem. How
1: are you guys? No, oh, I'm, I'm. How are you doing? Are you doing okay? I'm doing great. Uh, <laughs> life is good. I'm in Winnipeg. Come yeah. on. Oh
3: yeah. Well, that's, what could you ask for? That's the measure of. That's the measure of life. That's. It doesn't get much better right. than that. Uh, Mike, I opened that's up right. the show with with uh, with a clip there, or at least our segment here, uh, talking about Jason Robertson um just an absolutely phenomenal uh, start to his year and we were talking about this earlier jim and i and um i asked jim if he was surprised uh by jason roberts at start considering he was you know, going through the contract talks and missed a uh, you know training camp and all that sort of thing and i'll ask you the same question are you surprised at his start
1: a little bit but then you start digging deeper into the numbers So, um, you know, we've done a lot of feature stories on him um, recently, and you look at, say, Tyler Sagan's rookie year, and he got whatever, 40 points, 30 points. Jamie Benn getting 35 points his rookie year. Jason Robertson has 144 points in 140 NHL games. He is a -a point-a-game player since he started his NHL career. He's only 23 years old. So, yes, I'm a little surprised. No, he finds a way to get points. Uh, and it's so funny listening to Pete uh, because, you know, he, this is his first time seeing him and he didn't really see him in training camp. And he's just like, yeah, you know, he, he doesn't do that much. And then you look up the score sheet and, you know, he's all over the place. Um, I think he puts a lot of work into finding ways to score goals and he can score them in a lot of different ways. Uh, he worked this summer on his one-timer because he said he didn't score any one-time goals last year, uh, and he's already scored one this year, and he's unleashed a few shots as well. He just loves offense, uh, and there's a lot of players who do, uh, but he just works at it all the time and finds ways to to make the game fun, and I think that's a big key for him.
0: I liked what you said there, Mike, because he is an unassuming absolute point getter like he doesn't look like he's doing much but he just scores points he's not one of those yeah. dynamic shot guys he's not one of those you know power plays special. he goes into the net and he's a grinder like he just he's one of those guys when you look at his totals you're kind of like well wow i didn't know he, he scored that much he's very unassuming that way but i wanted to ask you mike What's sort of been most impressive? We had you on at the start, and we knew Ottinger had a chance to be a star, and he's looked real good before the injury. We know Robinson had, you know, was a contract, and but we knew the numbers he put up. What about this team has maybe surprised you that they're leading the division this early?
1: Uh, a couple of things. One, the balance. Uh, so Jamie Ben's playing 14 minutes a game right now. He played 16-something last year, 17, almost 18 minutes a year before. Um, and so Pete has split up Ben and Sagan. Sagan's a top-minute getter for the forwards, and Ben has kind of gotten shifted down the lineup, but he's playing with um, uh, Wyatt Johnston and uh, DeLand, Ty DeLandria. So he's playing with two kids, he's helping them along, and he's also almost a point-of-game player. Uh, so that is huge, I think, that, that they're getting that kind of balanced scoring. And then, two. This was my biggest concern in the summer, and I I don't mean to slight Mason Marchman at all, but when they signed Mason Marchman and basically used all the money they, you know, had saved up for a defenseman, I'm like, oh, my gosh, their defense is going to stink. And all of a sudden, they go get Colin Miller, who was a, you know, project out of Buffalo, and Mills Lundquist, who was, you know, asked to be traded from the Rangers, and you look at that blue line, and you're like, this is pretty good. They move the puck well. They have a lefty and a righty on each pair. Uh, you know, Hayskin missed three games, and they didn't miss a beat. Um, that defense is as much as we focus on the offense and the numbers to the players. You know, who are, who are driving up the scoring. That defense has been really big in doing what Pete wants, which is move the puck quickly, move it into the offensive zone, uh, and, and don't and try not to spend too much time in your own end. Things are really working well for the
3: Dallas Stars. I mean, I mean, Ottinger's been injured, but they've been great and fantastic goaltending. They're sixth in the league in goals score. They're tied with the Jets in Vegas uh, in allowing goals against. I mean, uh, what's what's been something that sort of got this team to that level? I mean, has it been a lot to do with Pete DeBoer and the system that he's brought in? Or the players are just another year more comfortable with each other?
1: Um, I think a lot of it's Pete. Um, they weren't a bad team last year. I mean, they they made the playoffs. They gave yeah. Calgary to seven games. So you know, it, it, as much as, you know, people like to say, oh, they weren't that good. You know, Rick did a great job in a difficult situation. And so they were a good team last year. And then that top line was one of the best lines in the league. What they needed was the second, third line to to kind of start chipping in. And so what Pete has done is, He's put, uh, well, they got Marchment, and he's actually been really good. Uh, but, I mean, $4.5 you, you hope he is going to be real good. Uh, and then uh, he's playing with uh, Sagan and Garrianoff. So that line's good. It's not great, but it's good. Uh, Ben's line has been very solid uh, for getting 14 minutes a game with, with the two kids. And then the fourth line is, is really solid, too. And I think they, I, I swear, the, the least minutes of any forward on the team is like Glenn Denning at 1230. So they're really balanced and, and that has been all Pete. Uh, he has pushed that very hard to keep everything rotating. and then they're winning and they score first. they scored first in 10 out of 12 games. So then that gives you the ability to kind of dictate what you want to do. So Pete's had it pretty, I don't want to say easy, but he's had his ability to do what he wants to do. And so then they you know kind of put their will on the other team, and as we 've seen in the you know, last couple of games uh, they 've just kind of overwhelmed the opposition and Then the other thing is um, when they 've had hiccups when they 've had bad games, they bounce back really well, uh, or if they give up a goal let's say they 're up two to or one to nothing, and now all of a sudden they 're down two to one uh, they don 't fall apart they, they and that, I think, is from everybody being together. That's from having the Pavelskis and the Bens and the Fagans and the Haskinens and the the Esselandels who have all been there together. That you know, when adversity does pop up, uh, they swat it back pretty easily. And the last time
0: these two teams met, uh, just uh, well less than a month ago, it was depth scoring that came through for Dallas. But I also thought they won all the battles. They won all the puck battles, the board battles. They had a little bit more jump than the Jets. Uh, Jets are sort of looking at this team and and looking for a little payback. What do you make of the original matchup, Mike, and what are you kind of expecting tonight? What have you seen from the Jets, I guess, is what I'm asking.
1: I like what the Jets are doing. They're, they're, um, um, their numbers aren't great. Like, so if you go to the analytics and say, oh, okay, are they overwhelming people? They're finding ways to win, uh, which is good. But they've also missed a couple of players, right? And uh, Connor uh, is second game back or something like that. Kyle Connor.
0: Uh, no, he hasn't missed any, but Nick Ehlers has missed the predominant most yeah, of the year. Did, yeah. yeah,
3: he didn't score for uh, the first – well, he scored an empty netter in the first game, and then it took him eight games to find the back of the net again. Yeah, yeah. so
1: I yeah. think their, their personnel is starting to, you know, click in with the, the group. Um, I don't know how, what a challenge it was with Rick not being on the bench – um, but, but him being on the bench, they clearly are winning when he's on the bench, so maybe that's making a difference. Um, I, I like their team. Um, they have great goaltending. Uh, I think that's number one in trying to be, you know, it's, it, and I I think Dallas and, and Winnipeg are both this team that, you know, they, they weren't the favorites. They weren't the team that everybody expected to win. They were the team that was probably going to battle for, you know, Fourth place in the division, and to be one of those teams, you have to have great goaltending. I think both these teams have that, and then when you mix in other good things like you know a great penalty kill or a power play, uh, then that can push you up uh, into the, the elite echelon. Um, and the other thing that's interesting is, is they're both. I think uh, Winnipeg's four and one against the division, uh, with the only loss to Dallas, and Dallas is four and zero oh against the division, uh, and that kind of stuff at the end of the year it makes a huge difference. And, you know, are you fourth or are you second? Uh, and, and I think you know, both these teams would love to be first or second and, and, you know, kind of get an easier path in the playoffs maybe.
3: Mike Heike, senior staff writer for DallasStars.com. Mike, always appreciate it. We'll talk to you later in the season, okay? Take care.
1: Thanks, Mike.
0: Okay, thanks.